Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to discuss Northwest Montana high school sports as we are into the postseason of winter sports. It is daily Interlake sports reporter Fritz Neighbor. Fritz, it is great to chat with you. Hope you were doing well, man. I'm doing great. I'm down in Missoula as we speak, but uh, it's going to allow me to watch Glacier play tomorrow night. So, yeah, I'm doing great. Well, I was about to say, I kind of feel like you're going to be doing a lot of traveling over the next couple of weeks between uh, state tournaments, and obviously we got uh, state wrestling, so a very busy time for you this time of year. Yeah, tournament time is always like, uh, it's an everyday sort of deal. Going to work a little bit Sunday, a little bit Monday. Those are my usually my days off, but not anymore. <laughs> not this time of year. Well, Fritz, before we dive into uh, all the playoff games this weekend for AA, State A action, as well as the State Wrestling Tournament, let me get your thoughts on this going back to last week. You covered both Crosstown games. We'll start with the boys' game. Uh, Glacier comes away with a victory, 52-42. What did you take away from uh, the Wolfpack getting some revenge on the Braves? Well, it just seemed they were like they were very, very prepared for uh, what Flathead wanted to do and was able to do the first time around on them. They, you know, they're pressed really bothered Glacier the first time around and and their zone was real real tough the first time around and uh, not so much this time. Uh, Glacier did a great job of getting in the creases, especially Western Price. I think he had 20 or 22 and they grabbed the lead and never really uh, never really gave it up. It was a pretty impressive display. You think it's going to take that kind of performance because obviously I know looking now to, to Tuesday when Glacier takes on uh, Hellgate, but do you think that type of performance is what the Glacier Wolfpack are going to need to try and take down uh, the Hellgate Knights on the road. Yeah, you know, I the things they're going for Glacier, it's hard to beat a good team three times. And Glacier's a good team. There's a bunch of teams with six wins and more in this league. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's happened very often. They beat up in each other. Hellgate has a loss to Flathead. Um, that's why Flathead's up in the five spot. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, they're going to have to obviously play better than they did the first two times against Hellgate. And the first time they played at Hellgate, they didn't score very many points at all. But I think that was another case where they're a little tentative on offense, and they looked the opposite last time we saw them. Fritz, let me get your thoughts on that, because obviously the tiebreaker situation, uh, there were so many scenarios when we started the week last week, and I thought it really kind of led up to a very exciting uh, final week of Class AA basketball, but obviously a lot of games had to be made up. But I just thought last week, beginning Monday, getting ready into Tuesday, and just even as the week continued, you really weren't sure how things were going to play out and fall out. Um, but what did you think about last week and all the possibilities that were there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even like... Uh want to get too deeply into it because it would have broken my brain (laughs) (laughs) you know the big shocker was sentinel losing at butte Mm -hmm. it's not as big a shock when you see how many free throws butte shot i think they shot 44 but you know that's a big upset and butte getting that crawling into uh getting back to 500 with that win that meant flathead had to go on the road so they'll go to butte thursday and you know i i went into this week thinking well, after B1, I was thinking that Glacier was going to have the six spot and play capital. And then, and then Big Sky beats Flatheads. And now there's three, six, and eight teams. And then you, you get the coin flips again. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty amazing week. I'm bummed that uh, we've only got one home game in Kalispell mm-hmm. this week for the play ins. But that's the way it shakes out sometimes. And a lot could happen. I see five teams with between six wins and eight wins in that league. So. Fritz, let me get your thoughts on that, because obviously a tiebreaker coming down to a coin flip, I don't know how many tiebreakers there are. I, I, I feel like I've got to go to the MHSA to figure that out. Um, but at the same time, there's got to be a better way than a coin flip, I would think, or at least hope going forward. 
Yeah, you know, usually um, what you do is if you have the same record, then you go, who did better against the higher seeded teams? So that's how Flathead got up to the fourth spot because he owned that win over Hellgate. Mm-hmm. Um, then Glacier and Big Sky split, and it looks like they just lost to the same teams all the way up and down. So you're stuck. It's not supposed to come to the coin flip. You're supposed to have this nice little tiebreaker where you go, oh, well, one of us was 2-0 and against, I don't know, Butte. But mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. Everybody went one and one against everybody else, or went on two. So, unfortunately, there's a coin flip. Fred, looking at the uh, girls' game, going to that crosstown game last Thursday, what an exciting one, an overtime thriller uh, between the Flatted Bravettes and the Glacier Wolfpack. What did you take out of that game? Well, I, I was really impressed with the way uh, Flatted played. I think it was by far the best game of the season offensively. Mm-hmm. You probably thought the same. Um, yep. You know. We watched them play quite a bit this year, and uh, one game, you know, they were getting open looks, and it didn't look like they were really looking at the baskets before the shot. Mm. It was just they were just so off. And then, uh, then the one shot they did make went in the wrong basket. Sam Tudor was pretty upset after that one because uh, they just were real disjointed, and not not very organized, and not shooting the ball well. So it was really impressive the way they turned around and played against Glacier. And easily could have won. You know, they had three or four breakaways that they didn't convert on, you know, because they were getting so many steals at the top of that zone. And playing Glacier's game against Glacier, uh, really causing havoc on the perimeter and get, coming up with steals. But they converted one or two of those. They probably uh, they probably beat the Wolfpack. Yeah, I was going to say that's the tough part is there definitely were chances for the Brave Vets to get that one. And like you said, Fritz, I agree with you. That's the best I've seen them play. Hopefully they can take that into this week because obviously they get a tough matchup against Capital. But looking at it for Glacier, uh, they're the only team that gets a home playoff game here in Kalispell. They get ready to host Helena High. Another very interesting matchup. Again, Glacier getting 2-0 against Helena, but they were definitely close. The game uh, that they played in Glacier, um, um, it was a comeback um, in the fourth quarter for the Wolfpack. They've done that quite a bit. They've got some clutch players, Kenzie Williams and Ellie Keller, spring foremost of mine when I when you talk about who handles the pressure really well and seems to pick up the team and pick up the tempo in the fourth quarter. It's those two. And uh, Ellie Keller really did a number on, on the Brave Edge Thursday. She just kind of took over there. So, you know, with those two, I think they've got a chance to beat just about anybody. You know, they had Hellgate beat. They have a couple three-pointers near the end. Let that one get away. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a solid, dangerous team. And uh, they'd have to win Thursday, you know, looking past the Bengals. But I think they could do some damage to State. Fritz, obviously a lot of playoff games this week. We talked about a couple of them already. One we haven't talked about is the Braves taking on Butte uh, this Thursday. What do you think about that matchup? Again, a tough one. It, they have been some close games between the Braves and the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs keep edging them out. Uh, what do you think about Thursday night? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. It, it's Platt is a good team that's lost twice to the Bulldogs, and it's tough to beat a good team three times. I think it's interesting that Butte came into Flathead and played really well, and Flathead really went flat at the same time. Mm. And uh, Butte, Butte got that 60-49 win that we watched together, and uh, Butte reeled off a couple more wins. You're thinking, well, this team's going places, and then they lose like three in a row, and then they beat Sentinel. So I can't, I can't really figure out <laughs> which team it is you know they got great size they've got that great guard off the bench kelly and uh you know obviously they're dangerous when you beat sentinel you're a dangerous team but they keep coming back to uh, flathead um, being right in both games and had a lead had had a 10 point halftime lead against 
against Butte this last time around. So if they can put four quarters together, keep kids out of foul trouble because they're not very deep, and I don't see why they couldn't win. My featured guest is Fritz Neighbor, the Daily Interlake Sports Reporter, as we're getting his thoughts on Northwest Montana High School basketball. We'll talk some wrestling, and we'll talk about Class A and Class B next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're talking Northwest Montana high school basketball as we get ready for the rest of the postseason. Class A has their state tournament this weekend. Class B and Class AA have their playoff games and district or divisional tournament games, I should say, uh, for Class B. And right now joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline is Fritz Daber from the Daily Interlake. Uh, Fritz, uh, looking at Class A, uh, some really impressive performances. Once again, though, not a shocker. Columbia Falls, uh, they get back to the state tournament once again. Uh, what did you think about uh, Columbia? Falls uh, running the table. You know, I watched uh, most of the games, NFHS Network, and, um, you know, they played really well stretches. It was funny, the Friday game that they played against Browning, they had a 34 to 17 lead, and I don't know who was running the camera in Butte, but it was really hard to watch. It was like the Blair Witch Project. It was jumping around, <laughs> and I was getting kind of dizzy, and uh, so I gave up on it, and as soon as I stopped watching, Browning started coming back and cut the game to two. So, the Wildcats, I think, can play better. They, including the Ronan game, the championship game at divisional, they just had spots where they didn't uh, didn't do very much on offense and and let the other team hang around a little bit. They closed really well both nights. You know that's crucial. But uh, you know we'll see how they do at state. And you're right, not a shocker. It was a shocker last year when they went out in two. At right. Game. And they, right. this year they cruised pretty well. You know Browning. Really had a good second half at like four three pointers and five possessions, I believe. Renan's got some nice players, and so they, they made a couple runs at Columbia Falls, but the Wildcats uh, always seem to have the answer at the end. Fritz, looking at another team here from Northwest Montana, they haven't made the state tournament in quite some time, uh, but that was the Whitefish Girls. Once again, great story. They feel It kind of feels like that feel-good story, at least in terms of Class A girls basketball, making it to the state tournament. But what do you think about Whitefish uh, and what they were able to accomplish? I know that's kind of a cool deal. you know. And I, we noticed early on when they only lost Columbia Falls by one that they might have something, something going. And then uh, I drove up and watched them play Columbia Falls the second time around, and Columbia Falls won by 22. So White just got that bad game out of the way and then started playing well again. Um, Smiley is a really nice player for him. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three girls that kind of lead them that all at some point had been in Whitefish, then moved out of state, and then came back and played basketball. And so without those three, I don't know how good they'd be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they're pretty good right now, and they've got a veteran coach. Who knows his basketball, who's had a lot of success in Washington State and basically retired to Whitefish and then got unretired. I don't think he was looking for a job, but he's got one now. He's doing a nice doing nice work. 
Absolutely fantastic story. We'll see how they do later this week in Great Falls, but great to see both the Columbia Falls girls and the Whitefish girls at the state tournament for Class A. Uh, Fritz, uh, let me get your thoughts quickly as we work to Western B. Uh, they'll be up in Eureka uh, for the divisional tournament this weekend, but Big Fork, I know you uh, talked to them recently as well. Uh, what do you think about the Vikings as they finished the season really, really strong? Yeah, they were 2-2 two and two after a loss to Thompson Falls, and they haven't lost since. It's a nice team. They've got a really good point guard who's a freshman. You know, not only not only are they good, they're pretty young. Mm. They've got some senior leadership. They've also got some really sharp young players. I think Isaac Everly is a sophomore. Um, and the coach, John Hollow, was a fellow in the high for quite a while. And uh, he came over to Big Fork a couple of years ago. And last year they made it into Saturday at Divisionals, I think. And then one of their best players wrestled this year. So oh, wow. They came back this year minus Isaac Yorgi, who was on the wrestling team. Started two and two, now they're thirteen and two. So it'd be uh, I wish I could go to Eureka and watch that watch that tournament. I'm it was it was great last year watching the Western Double A divisional. I hadn't seen one in so long. We don't get one this year. We get we're back to play in because of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in a perfect world I, I get to go see all the divisionals. Now, I was about to say, we're going to ask Fritz a really cool question a little bit later on, but before we get to that, speaking to tournaments, Kalispell is going to be hosting the AA State Wrestling Tournament. Um, Fritz, I know you've been to the Metro, you've been to Billings, um, so what do you think about the, the, the AA coming here to Kalispell for the AA Tournament? I think it's a great deal for Kalispell because, A, the Valley loves its wrestling. You know, Columbia Falls has always had a pretty good program. Big Park's building one, mm-hmm. and Flathead's a perennial power especially uh, under Jeff Thompson. So, like Jeff has said repeatedly, it's going to be nice to make the other teams about eight hours to wrestle us. You know, that's what Kalispell's had to do every year because the Metro and Billings is the one spot in the state that can, um, where you can fit 12 mats on the floor and have the L-class wrestling meet. I'm not a big fan of the Metro. I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really, I do like the L-class wrestling meet. I'm not a big fan of the Metro. So this will be different, you know, it won't, it won't be uh, because of considerations about COVID-19, you know, we won't have quite the atmosphere, but I think it's going to be a good deal. And it's going to be great for Kalispell. And I think it gives Flathead a little bit of an advantage. They, they don't have to travel. Yeah, it's going to make it really interesting for them as they go for another state trophy. We'll see if they can bring home another state championship, but they'll have some competition. Uh, Great Falls wrestling team's looking pretty good uh, as well. And, and with that being said, Fritz, in your experience – at this time of year, tournaments, uh, always, uh, everyone loves them. Uh, in a normal year, obviously, this year going to be very different because of the pandemic. But just looking back, your favorite tournament, whether it be basketball, whether it be wrestling, uh, which one had the best food, best atmosphere, and maybe the best places that allowed you to work, whether it be tables, more tables, more space to, to be able to work? Yeah, I think um, probably my, one of my favorite places to go is Hamilton. And they occasionally host a, a state girls basketball tournament. They've got a great hospitality room. <laughs> yeah, if I had to rank hospitality rooms, we could spend a half an hour on that. Ooh, we should do that. I, I, that would be fun. <laughs> at the bottom of the metro. <laughs> uh, but, but at the top, Hamilton, and then, you know, last year's Western AA at Missoula Sentinel. Um, they had a really nice setup in the hospitality room. Um, mm-hmm. It was wide open. Dean Oliver found me a table and a power source so I could sit up in the corner and and uh, I ended up, ended up sharing the table with uh, the Rito Gift or uh, Helena Capital. It's just a great time. You know, you like it when you get the cooperation and, you know, a nice room or, you know, 
you get left alone for the 15 or 20 minutes you need to get to get something cranked out for deadline. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because I, I tend to I tend to remember the bad experiences more than the good ones. <laughs> I had some bad ones. And I'm guessing those I'm are at the Metro. <laughs> no. Oh. Actually, the, the guy that used to run the View Civic Center was uh, starting to throttle me one time because he because <laughs> the media room was always locked. He had a room marked media. Mm-hmm. Get, the media couldn't get into it because he, he locked it. Wow. And had the key, and we can, so we had to chase him down. Yeah, so that wasn't fun. And then uh, the guy in Belgrade used to try to charge us for using his phone lines. And I'd say, yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll get right on that. <laughs> but we never paid him. <laughs> Stuff like that. Hamilton's great, and then I have a little, uh, I guess you, recency bias, the, the Western AA last year at Sentinel. All right, all right, fair enough. That's uh, you said. Sentinel was pretty cool last year. I'll definitely say I gave them a ton of credit. Um, theirs was a lot of fun last year, especially the way they had it set up where you could still watch games in that in that room. Right now, we are with Fritz Neighbor from the Daily Interlake, covers Northwest Montana sports. Uh, Fritz, obviously, as we talked about earlier, you got a very busy week. So, what's your assignment? Where are you guys going to be uh, this week? Well, we're gonna we're gonna stay close to home and cover that uh, state AA wrestling. We're gonna. I'll be at Glacier for the girls playing game. Tomorrow I'll be at Hellgate for Glacier's boys game. Today I'm running up a little feature in Weston Price, the Glacier Power Forward, the four guy forum, and uh, that's for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, and then uh, my columns in there every Thursday, and you can see me online at dailyinterlake.com, and I'm also on Twitter. Fritz, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as always, and look forward look forward to seeing you later this week, and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Sounds good, Anthony. Thanks.